Hey, if you like free stuff, you're gonna like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool, how do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. <laughs> What's going on? Come on now. Hey everyone, welcome to the bodybuilding.com podcast. Camera one, camera two. Uh, I'm Nick Collius, your host, and uh, to my left here we have Heather Eastman, back from traipsing around the globe for a That's bit. Right, yeah. And across the way we have one of the newest members of teambodybuilding.com, Kyler Jackson. Thank you for coming and talking with us. Uh, he is most recently the men's winner of the 2018 Bodybuilding.com spokesmodel search. Uh, also an NPC Classic Physique competitor. Correct. Yes. yes. Uh, online coach, YouTuber, and even has his own clothing line, um, Dead Fit Apparel. Correct. Not to be confused with like Dad Fit or something. That's my dad's favorite joke right there. Uh, is it? Oh, you just told a dad uh, joke. Yeah. So, uh, a friend of mine and I have started doing deadlifts on Saturday, and we call it dad deadlifts. deadlifts. Yeah. That's the best. Yeah. I think we should come out with a special <laughs> line specifically for dads. I uh, I actually That's... searched for the domain yesterday. Did you? Some jackass has already bought uh, it. <laughs> that was going to be my $100 idea to finally hey. buy a trap bar on my very own. <laughs> Your $100. <idea. laughs> he, don't worry. He's got a million of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, I actually did buy two domains yesterday. I know, you were you, so excited. I, I'm not going to tell you what they are. Oh, I'm excited to find out then. <laughs> All right, I'll tell you what one of them was. Yep. Wokeglutes.com. There you go. Wokeglutes. <laughs> oh I own that domain now. That's hilarious. Yep. <laughs> and anyway, congratulations on your uh, on oh, joining yes, the team here. Oh, yes, that was exciting. Thank you. Have you been able to traipse around the globe at all in, uh, in representbodybuilding.com yet? I got to come back here. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's the best. Boise is really, that's the center it's, of the world. So that, it's honestly, the mecca of fitness, is it not? <laughs> there you go. Honestly, though, like these trips here have been my favorites. Like, and I got to bring my girlfriend Stacy here this time. Oh, great. So cool. She's getting to enjoy it. She has family here. So oh, it's excellent. been really cool. And the only other thing we've done so far is the LA Fit Expo, but I'm from Orange County. So mm-hmm. we just drove right up there. Oh, okay. And, cool. Yeah. cool. Hey, and, I've been, and I've been watching a bunch of your videos, sort of immersing myself in your world recently. You've got a whole Thank bunch you. of stuff out there. You have a lot of YouTube videos, and you're a pretty prolific Instagram guy, it seems There's like, as well. Too much of my face out there. Well, it's, it, but it's, it's an interesting blend of messages, though, because you, know, you have a lot of straight up workout content, all right? Mm-hmm. Moves for chest, move for arms. But but you're a guy who's obviously not afraid to go deep and like talk vulnerably, even in like a post on Instagram that's about arms. Sort of like <laughs> it, it all seems like it's uh, they're, they're kind of two two sides of the same coin for you. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a there's a larger calling even in the sets and reps here that seems pretty interesting. And uh, one thing that you said interesting that was really interesting recently was you said basically you've trained for nine years straight mm-hmm. without missing more than a couple of days. Three days, right? Yeah, and which which just kind of that's it. That's such a, a distinct block of time. It really made me want to talk to you about like, all right, where are you at the start of that? Where are you now? Because it's easy to look at that. Like, who were who you in, in those first couple workouts? Do you remember those first few workouts? Uh, kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was a teenager. I mm-hmm. was 15 years old. Um, I was just a kid. And I don't know. I fell in love with it right away. So, really? like, as far as I can remember, it's all the same. Like, it's all just been weightlifting throughout mm-hmm. the years. And I can't really distinctly remember <laughs> the differences back then mm. as opposed to now. But what what drove you in there? Like, what were you, what were you looking for when you went in? Um, 
to protect myself. Mm. Yeah. To just get bigger and stronger and mm-hmm. be able to stand up for myself at school and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. In your um, bio, you were described as scrawny. Yes. Yes, <laughs> I was. And, and I was, bullied. I was bullied. Yeah. Okay. Uh, got picked on a lot by, I actually played sports. I played football, basketball, and baseball, but it was the older athletes, the older jocks that would pick on the younger ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it got pretty serious at times. People in my area took things very, um, a lot of it was just overdramatic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what they see on TV and movies, they would try and make real life because I came from a very suburban, very privileged area. And so it was kind of just the cool thing to like act out the stuff they see just cruelty TV and movies and cruelty and teenagers are just mean mm-hmm. man. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what, what were you like back then when you started this though were you a pretty quiet guy as well yeah I was very quiet mm-hmm. um, I kept to myself um, I was I mean I was a teenager so I was I didn't know who I was you have all these hormones going around and right. fluctuating and you're trying to figure out like what is all this just crap going on in my mind like what's happening right now <laughs> and so I just was I was always very um introverted and I was always just like thinking deeply trying to figure that stuff out right and did you go into into the weight room with with like a plan like here's my print off or is it just like I'm in here now what do I do I actually used bodybuilding.com programs (laughs) from the beginning this has all been a feed just to get you to say that (laughs) (laughs) you're waiting for it yeah exactly okay do you remember what you started off with um, I don't remember the first one I ever did, but I did like every Chris Gethin one that came out, every mm-hmm. Steve Cook one that came out, like mm-hmm. all the stuff from like, I think mid to late 2000s, mm-hmm. I was doing all those and yeah, that's uh, how I got started. So, hmm. now, Do you remember those first couple weeks in the gym and kind of what that felt like? Because for, you know, that, that story is going to hit close to home for a lot of people out there that are looking to get stronger and kind of yeah. overcome some, it might not necessarily be bullying, but do you, mm-hmm. can you kind of think back to what that felt like? I remember just kind of an empowering feeling, um, a feeling of having control mm-hmm. of my own life or an aspect of my life. Um, having something that you don't necessarily know it when you're originally like intending on going to the gym and working out and things like that. But once you actually get into it and you start like, like it becomes very clear very quickly that you have control over this thing and you can become who you want to if you really like put the effort in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all I remember from then. Sure. <laughs> but none it can, of the pain, none of the soreness. <laughs> oh. what, was, what, was the, what was the gym that you were in? Uh, it was a 24-hour fitness Agassiz, which okay. actually one of the girls here just let me know when I was here for the spokesmodel search that she remembered me from when I was 15 or 16 back at my home gym. Wow. And she okay. works here now, so that's cool. Huh. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, even for a 15 year old who goes and, you know, does a serious Chris Gethin, Steve Cook plan, it's still, it's still hard to see progress sometimes. Like, um, at at what point did you start to feel like, you know, this, I may actually be onto something here, or were you just so committed to the process from the start that you just loved that and that was good enough? Well, you know how you just mentioned pain and soreness and things like that. Mm -hmm. To me, trained through sports, Mm -hmm. those were the things that my brain correlated to progress. So when I would get that soreness and I would like walk out of the gym or barely walk out of the gym. (laughs) Stumble out. (laughs) Just stumble out. Waddle out like a penguin. Um, That was, those were the moments where I would feel like I had just made so much progress and Mm -hmm. I would take pride in that. And then obviously it took months or even years sometimes to see the true progress that I had made. But Mm -hmm. 
nine years later, it, I can determine that a little bit better. Right. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, I love the, there's an old Arnold story, I think in the education of bodybuilder where the first time he really trained hard with somebody, he rode his bike to the gym. Yeah. He's riding his bike home, falls over on the side of this, of the highway. <laughs> And can't walk and gets home and is like he's convinced he's dying basically and his parents are like you're dying oh <laughs> he just trained legs basically which is what yeah. you just did downstairs here right absolutely yeah it's <laughs> yeah. the best so did you uh i mean a 24-hour fitness that sort of place like it can be a place where you find a lot of community it can also be a pretty lonely place was the was the gym a community for you or at what point did it start to be because you look you seem very at home there though you obviously have a have a, a training community in your life now yeah um i jump around a lot now mm -hmm. um i have all like the local corporate gym passes and things like that and then we work with a couple of other local gyms like the y and uh also this new one that's opening up a private personal training gym. But back then I can specifically remember it feeling very lonely mm -hmm. in the beginning until, until you reach a point where other people acknowledge your progress. Mm -hmm. Once that starts happening, they start like the community kind of starts forming and everyone kind of starts talking to each other. And you have developed that confidence to actually go out of your comfort zone mm -hmm. and start talking to those other people and building relationships and friendships. Sure. And now some of the deepest friendships and best friends I've made over the last nine years have been in the gym sure. and through training. So mm -hmm. up until that point where you kind of, uh, you know, put don't fuck with me face on in the gym, <laughs> like yeah. you, you pretend to be Chris Gethin in there. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, my, our clothing company, um, our actual most popular shirt that we've sold for years that went viral that, is yeah. the leave me alone shirt. Right. And that is where it stems from the Headphones in, hood on, leave uh -huh. me alone. <laughs> sure, sure. Go in there and work. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and when you grew up watching videos of bodybuilders, that's that. Like, oh, okay. I mean, who, who are who are your other favorites that you look like? Like this guy, clearly, this is what this is what bodybuilding is to me. Now, uh, Chris Bumstead, mm -hmm. and uh, I'd say Chris Bumstead and Arash. Uh, I'm mm -hmm. much more into like the classic physiques now. Sure, but for years and years, it was. The Kai Greens, the Jay Cutlers, Phil Heath, um, Evan Senapani, Ben Pikulski, like all of the... So you mentioned Dorian Yates once yeah. as well. Yep. He oh my super gosh, yeah. Thing. yeah. The more hardcore they were, the more extreme they were, the more I loved watching that and feeding off that for motivation. Huh. My mindset has changed a lot since right. then. Um, just a lot of things have changed since then, including the... I, I don't even really wear my own Leave Me Alone stuff anymore because I don't really want to be left alone. <laughs> I like talking to people. Um, but yeah, it was that was the stuff that I thrived off of and really mm -hmm. gained that inspiration and motivation from. Mm. Right. Mm. So going from kind of scrawny to all of a sudden you're on stage, mm -hmm. how did that happen? Tell us how you got to classic physique was classic physique, your first choice. Um, so newer division. So, yeah. <laughs> so I had already been training for seven or eight years by that mm -hmm. time, by the time they announced the new division, but I had always wanted to compete. I didn't necessarily want to compete in physique. I didn't feel like that was my calling. I didn't feel like that was my division. I wanted to go for bodybuilding, but I also never really felt like I was going to be capable of reaching that mass, that size, that ex the extremes like that. Mm -hmm. And so when they announced classic physique, it was kind of just perfect because it seemed so much more attainable to me while still being that physical appearance that I had been striving for mm -hmm. and trying to build over the sure. years. So. We've heard that from a number of different competitors as yeah. well. Like it's just, exactly. there's a sweet spot for you, for your frame. Yeah, sort of. mm -hmm. exactly. And being six foot, it's like, it's hard to 
attain that mass monster appearance. So classic is much more um, attainable. Mm -hmm. Now, do you find being an introvert that it's difficult to step on stage? Or do you find, because I know a lot of people who are introverted (laughs) but love the stage because it's like a weird thing that they get to do that's so unlike their personality. So I would say I was terrified. Okay. But once I actually experienced it, it was like nothing I had ever experienced in my life. Just like the spokesmodel search and making YouTube videos and doing these lives, the live stream and these podcasts and all that stuff. It's like, I'd say the introversion is my natural tendency and the natural side of me, but doing stuff like this pulls you out of that and it helps you get comfortable and you actually, like for me personally, I really enjoy it now, like actually experiencing it and feeling the feelings and the adrenaline that you get from it just feels incredible. So stepping on that stage was, first off, I blacked out. (laughs) The the first time I definitely blacked out and then kind of glimpses of it came back to me over time. And then the second show I can fully remember, but it just, you feel like you just are presenting this thing you've worked for forever. And it's just such a rewarding feeling no matter how you place. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and, and the, the process of getting ready for all of that, like, it seems like it's kind of an extension of, you know, the, the training you've been doing, then the lifestyle that you've been leading, but it's also its own unique little test of your will and its own little, I mean, yeah. I said this having never done it, of course, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, did, days, but, you know, <laughs> you, you've looked up to all these guys who have done this before. How, yeah. how did that live up to your expectations? Just that experience of, of actually preparing for it. Um, I think it went better than I expected, actually. I was expecting just kind of almost like a torturous feeling. Mm-hmm. Like I had had so many friends who had competed in the past, and everyone's different in how they react to it and how they respond to everything. And um, a lot of people really did not enjoy their time, mm-hmm. and they would tell me how miserable it was. And so that's what I was expecting. Right. For me personally, I went into it, and I loved every second of it, all the way up to stepping on stage. It was just kind of like it felt natural. It felt right mm-hmm. um, for both shows. The only thing was that I was like the definition of hangry mm-hmm. on in that <laughs> in that peak week, and my girlfriend tolerated me and helped me through that and <laughs> very grateful for that. She's, she's been part of the story from the very start here too, right? 10 years. Yeah. Right. We've been together since we were 14. Huh. And, and she also is a gym rat. You can see her in all of your videos and things like that. She has a yeah, brand out there as well. Has she been, have you guys been doing this together since the start? Um, she got into it much later as far as the actual fitness side goes. Um, it was kind of just my, the therapeutic thing for the first few years. And then it turned into something that her and I started doing together and she became my consistent training partner. She started the clothing company with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've run that business together for five years mm. and yeah, we kind of just, we started making videos together and all that stuff. Train, so. Training partner as well though. Yeah, was that, was that, partner. was that a change? Cause you've been, you know, hanging out with nobody but Chris Gethin and <laughs> up until that point. <laughs> um, I had other training partners that were all like other like-minded people, mm-hmm. other people who really liked training that way and training uh, intensely and things like that. But when her and I started training together, things just kind of, everything just ran very smoothly and it felt very right. And she's always done the exact same stuff I do. She doesn't necessarily go off and do like mm-hmm. her girl, like bikini workouts right. or things like that. Mm-hmm. She goes through the hardcore stuff with me and we just go back and forth and swap the weights mm-hmm. out and it works well for us. Yeah, so. that's great. Yeah. 
So, I mean, it's I, another thing I've seen you make reference to in, in, in some videos and posts is basically talking about, all right, the first six years versus the last three years. It was like the first six years, it seemed like it was much more of a work in progress a little bit. Like, yeah. um, you, you, I think you said in an Instagram post the other day, that was really interesting. If you knew me in those first six years, I thought the only way to do things was to go to extremes, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. So... Lead us, lead us through the change that happened to you in, in, in that part of your life. Uh, I think a lot of it was mental health related. And a lot of it was, like I referenced, like it was my therapy. Mm. Um, I was diagnosed with clinical depression when I was 13. And I didn't really know what that even meant. Mm-hmm. And no one really told me or taught me or helped me through it, really. I just knew, like, I had this. I didn't want to take drugs for it. And... I just wanted to try and figure it out on my own. Mm. And it took me a very long time to figure that out. And so that would kind of be those first six years. And when I refer to um, doing everything to the extremes or thinking that was the only way of doing it as far as bodybuilding and weightlifting and dieting and things (laughs) like that go, it's like those people who you talk to who tell you there's no other way to diet down and get lean other than eating your chicken breast and your broccoli Mm every single day and that's it. And what I learned eventually was that there's so much more to it and so many other options that can allow your hormones and your um, neurochemicals to balance out more properly. Mm. And it has kept me much happier than those extremes. Talking more about diet than actual training. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So diet wise specifically it, that's more what I was referring to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. kind of like I was judgmental of other people. Like, oh, I can't believe you think you can go, like, have this little treat here and just, like, track it into your macros. Mm-hmm. And that's going to magically work for you. <laughs> I thought it was all just bogus or whatever else. Right. <laughs> yeah. And eventually I just tried it for myself. And I had a an awesome coach who led me through it and taught me all the stuff about flexible dieting and macro tracking and uh, changed my life. Hmm. (laughs) So I'm much happier now. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What did you have to do to, to find that balance? Do you feel like it didn't still hold on to the best of what bodybuilding as a lifestyle has to offer? It sounds like how did, I don't know. Did you, did you have a point where you just had a good conversation with somebody and it pushed you into the right channel there? I think I just opened up to realize that I don't know everything Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that, I mean, really, Anyone who thinks they do is, it's one of the most ignorant things you can believe is that you do know everything. And so I just stayed open-minded and I realized that you always have more to learn. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so once I did that, I've kind of just been open to everyone's opinions and views and I just like kind of take it in and do my own research and make sure like test different methods for myself and see what works and what doesn't. And Mm -hmm. It's just what has worked best for me. Sure. So, if you could go back to that person who was going into the gym into twenty four hour fitness, yeah. on that first day and just shake him, yeah. Oh god. What would you What would you say to that guy now? Uh, well, it depends because I don't necessarily like. I don't regret anything from the past. Mm-hmm. I think that all of that led to who I am now, and I think that all of that extreme was necessary for myself as a person to develop. Um, but I would definitely tell them that they could enjoy their life a whole lot more over that <laughs> six-year period. Easier than you think. Yes, yeah. seriously. It's, it's funny because we do we do get a lot of like the first-time competition stories that are yeah. horrific. Oh I mean, yeah. One of our athletes was even hospitalized, oh, and 
Um, it sounds like you didn't have that horrific first time experience, but you oh, did no. still go through. And I, we were even talking about that one time where it's, it's almost a blessing to have an early injury mm -hmm. or an early set of mistakes because yep. it teaches you so much. Absolutely. And so you almost don't want to rob yourself of that. Yeah that experience of going through the extremes and just being miserable. Sure. Um, and it's now, so much better early on than right, later than when to it learn can be it, so you know, much when more you're severe. When you're in your 40s or 50s. Exactly. Um, and you've studied sports medicine. Yes. And so one of the things as I was kind of creeping through your Instagram <laughs> profile too is that you do kind of start to get scientific on some things and some of the myths and uh, bad practices that surround bodybuilding. So one of the things was um, water depleting. You did a little yeah. post on that and I <laughs> loved it because to me, that's one of the most dangerous things in this sport today that still Absolutely. kind of is socially acceptable. Oh yeah. And um, most people still do it. So, you know, just kind of share some of, and you don't have to stick with just that, but yeah. kind of some of your, your, your taking the sports medicine and kind of bringing that to the masses in a way that's understandable because <laughs> you, you yeah. outlined it perfectly. Hey, thank you. <laughs> um, just generally, like, so first off, I'll say I've backed off a lot on that because people didn't quite understand a lot of my captions or things. Like, when you go too scientific, it doesn't necessarily get received the best. Um, but things like that. So a lot of the common competition practices, I think they're just, it goes back to those extremes. Mm -hmm. People love extremes because they think, like, oh, in order to achieve anything really, really significant like that, you have to be extreme and you have to do the crazy stuff and you have to push your body to its absolute limits. And to a certain extent, that's true. Mm -hmm. But with things like water depletion or like the supplements you're taking or um, with like sodium loading and all that stuff, as you lead into a show, I personally think, and what I've proven for myself is that whatever has worked all the way through my prep there's no point in changing it in those last two weeks because I'm just going to mess up what my body's used to. And if I'm continually progressing, why change it? So in that peak week, like both shows that I did, I literally just kept things exactly the same, didn't change a single thing, didn't touch a diuretic and just just went all the way through and it worked out perfectly. Mm -hmm. So Probably felt a little bit better. Oh, I felt so much better. Uh, friends that I've watched go the other route mm -hmm. and their coaches will have them go to those extremes and deplete the water or go play around with diuretics and things like that. They were miserable. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times more often than not, they actually came into the show looking way worse than they looked a week out. Mm -hmm. And they were really disappointed that they listened mm -hmm. when it came to that sure. practice. That so, sense. yeah. So speaking of um, pushing yourself to your limits though, you did do a super league event. <laughs> And this is, that is the what? ultimate. Do you know, you know about you know the Super that? League? No. Oh, what is gosh. this? Okay, so you, it was like one of the first ones, right? It we was, I, this is um, this Super is League a new one. sport um, that we've streamed. We have to do with comic books. No, we, <laughs> I wish. It has to do with superhuman, superhuman individuals, yes. and we've streamed a number of them through our site. Um, mm -hmm. But um, Dorian Yates and Michael Hearn and Kai Green and all these Iris Kyle and all these people are involved with it, where it's. Uh, got some unique machines, but it's like pushing the maximum weight for sets of twelve. 12. And, uh, oh. You've you've experienced it, so you you, you tell Heather what it what exactly yes. it is. Oh, gosh. It's it's so, a fascinating spectacle. It is. It really is. Um, and it, hey, if it survives and it succeeds, I would definitely do mm -hmm. it again. It was a very cool experience. Basically, it's a combination of bodybuilding and powerlifting. In their minds, they're trying to find the superhumans of the world. And okay. they're trying to find people who can lift the maximum amount of weight for 12 reps on eight different machines. 
and you go in a circle. They start a timer, and you go in a circle, and you go through this whole circuit of these eight machines, pushing as hard as you can. Um, and yeah, you're pushing your ultimate limits. Like you, I'm mm-hmm. not going to go into detail about a lot of the things that were going on. And did they do that here? Uh, I don't think they've done one here. There have no. been a few events, but and they're, they're unique machines, some of them, yeah, and other custom, ones custom where it's like a, like a leg extension, right? Yeah, okay. but it was, things like um, like a Viking press, which is like a shoulder sure. press, right. but a custom built standing one. Um, things like the Arsenal squat, um, stuff like that. So it's more like functional hypertrophic machines that mm-hmm. they're trying to use. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're changing it up a little bit more now. I haven't kept mm-hmm. up on it in the last month or so. But, but not, not the sort of things that you can just train for in 24-hour fitness. Yeah, no. So you had to go no. in a little bit oh, fresh. Like, how, how, I it, mean, was, it was pretty crazy because – so I was part of Super League One, the very first one mm-hmm. they ever did. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have it fully figured out. Like, I went there – on the plane as they're flying it. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And the week that I got there, it was a week away from the actual event. Uh, they started kind of walking us through it, and then you could tell, like, they hadn't – actually finalize things yet and they didn't fully know for sure that this is how it was going to be um but i mean (laughs) overall it was just one of the most unique experiences Mm -hmm. of my life like so you got to play with the machines before the actual event i I did i specifically me and a few friends who were also doing it we reached out to them asked if we could come by and see the machines and at city athletic club which is where it was based out of for that event in las vegas um they actually have all of those machines upstairs. Oh, okay. So you can use them in the actual gym itself hmm. and practice there. But as far as back home training for it, I was just like using variations, whatever right. I could come up with. So, 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 so did you apply to them to be an athlete? Okay, I'm, 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 the, the thing that is in my mind, maybe because Michael Hearn is involved, it sounds like a little bit like American Gladiators, it's but, but, wait, but in a weight room setting, basically. Yeah. But you're not competing against against them you're competing against other people who've applied or how did that work exactly yeah so i i got an email one day and it was just like outlining what this event was and i wasn't quite sure like Mm -hmm. should i take this seriously or not but then (laughs) then they slapped the bodybuilding.com and nike sponsorship on it and said like these are who are backing us and i was like all right i'll take it seriously then (laughs) and so i kind of did more research and Mm -hmm. told them like might as well. Uh, I like just new experiences and I like just trying out whatever sorts of events or sports or competitive things I can. And yeah, it turned out to be a really cool one that mm-hmm. I would definitely do again if they can. Yeah. How, how, how did the uh, feeling uh, walking off the stage there feel versus walking off the stage in a bodybuilding competition? Were you com- beyond in, destroyed? Entirely different. Uh-huh. So it, it's like stepping off of a stage felt incredible from like the, um, I guess, long-term achievement aspect of things, that felt like stepping off a football field. Like mm-hmm. you just gave something, your absolute <laughs> all, and your brain is gone. Your mm-hmm. adrenaline is pumping like no other. Um, but yeah, it was it was just a different feeling, but it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Good. Uh, yeah, it, it's I, I just a little bit that I saw of you doing that. Yeah. Like, it, you know, it's easy to look at that and go, it's just a bunch of people exercising. What's the big yeah. deal? But when you actually see it, it's pretty the freaking cool reps. looking. <laughs> Specifically. That's, that's a hard rep range. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. They had some absolute monsters there. Like one of the guys was uh, 350 pounds mm-hmm. and he was just, I mean, 
by the end, most of the machines had broken and all sorts of other stuff. Like they're welded <laughs> while he's a, pretty but, much. but there's a whole other second component, right? Where it's like they use laser imaging to get your oh, delta I'm, score and all that stuff. I'm so sorry, I left that out. Yeah, um, but so the way yeah, they come, the bodybuilding it, element to it. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Because <laughs> otherwise, how, I was like, this sounds just a li- like a souped-up version of CrossFit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very similar, actually. Um, so the way that they combine it and make it a hybrid sport is they do a 3D scan of your body. So they take in your body composition, they take in your actual proportions, and they compare those and give you a calculated score. So it's okay. like they're trying to take the bias out of physique competition and then combine it with performance. <laughs> if that makes sense. Okay, I like that. And then it's head to head on the seated calf raise to death. That's that's how every, <laughs> every single competition gets settled. You basically that. just described my worst nightmare. Just Freddy like, Krueger sounds, exploding lower leg. It sounds leg. like a blast, but I have no desire to participate. <laughs> oh yeah, it's, it was crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so I mean, but you seem you seem busy enough with everything else. You go. Why, why did you decide to do this spokesmodel search in the middle of all this too? Don't you have enough going on? <laughs> <laughs> Because he knew he could win. I guess so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I have, uh, I guess I would say, um, a bunch of my friends and people who I've worked with over the last few years were affiliated with bodybuilding.com, like Amanda Bucci, mm-hmm. Karen Paolini, Brian DaCosta. Mm-hmm. And they had all kind of encouraged me from their past experience, like, this was incredible. And like I mentioned, just living life and experiencing everything I can is kind of what I'm trying to do and what Stacy and I try and do uh, with all of our time. And so this was just something else that we could just, it's like, why not try? Why not just go for it and see what happens? Mm. And so that's why it was so shocking to me every single round was because I literally did this for just an experience, having no expectation or no like I had no idea what was coming out of this. And so every time like the new round was announced, top 20, top 10, whatever else, um, I was completely blown away. (laughs) Sneaking through. Yeah. So that was like one of the coolest feelings ever going into something with zero expectation Mm -hmm. and then coming out winning it. (laughs) It was very cool. Great. Yeah. What what do you, what do you hope to to use it for? What do you hope to do with, with this? Primarily as just a larger platform to spread our mission, which is just to pursue passions as deeply as you can, be dedicated to your passions, dedicated to your life. It doesn't matter what that passion is, what that aspect is that you are dedicated to. Uh, It can be your family, your friends, your spirituality, your sport, your craft, whatever it is. Um, We just wholeheartedly believe in experiencing life and pursuing your passions to the fullest. So, And not taking too many days off from them either. Exactly. Yeah, not taking more than three <laughs> yeah, days I off. I can't. I can't. <laughs> There's something about just staying committed to things and staying dedicated to things. that mm-hmm. That's just how I like to live my life. That's great. Well, thanks for coming and talking with us. Yeah, great to thanks have for you having here. me, guys. Yeah. Um, you can find Kyler. Larry. Well, tell us, tell us where you are on, uh, in the world. Where can they find you? Primarily on Instagram and YouTube. Uh, Instagram would be at Kyler Jackson Fitness, and YouTube would be either search my name, Kyler Jackson, or youtube.com slash Kyler Jackson. All right. Thanks Perfect. again. All right. Thanks, guys. Hey! 
you like free stuff, you're gonna like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool, how do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details. Hey, if you like free stuff, you're gonna like Tim's Rewards by Tim Hortons. You can earn free food or drinks after every seven purchases. Cool, how do I win? Um, it's not a contest. You just use your Tim's Rewards card, and after seven purchases, you score a free coffee, tea, or baked good. Whoa, so I've got a pretty good chance of winning. Well, actually, you've got a 100% chance of winning. Those are great odds. <laughs> they sure are. Free coffee and more with Tim's Rewards. It's Tim Hortons' way of saying thanks. Valid only at participating restaurants. Please visit restaurant or timhortons.com slash rewards for full program details.